All right, so we know some folks are still taking their seats, uh, but we've been told to get started, so let's do that. All right, so how's everybody doing? Welcome. Are you all ready to learn how to excel with Tableau? There we go. All right, so first things first. Let's get to know each other a little bit. So let's get a show of hands here. Now, who here would claim to be a Tableau, excuse me, an Excel expert? All right, actually, actually, who here would claim to be an Excel ninja? Who's got those keyboard shortcuts ingrained into your muscle memory? Who's got their VLOOKUPs on lock? All right, we got plenty of ninjas in the audience today. Fantastic. Now let's ask a different question. So who here has used Tableau for less than a year? Okay, what about less than six months? All right, and is there anyone here who's brand new to Tableau? Okay, I see quite a few of you. You know, don't fret, we'll take care of you guys. So we recognize that each and every one of you is in a different place in your Tableau journey. But no matter where you are, our hope is that this session has something for everyone. Now, we'll be covering a lot of concepts today, so here are two sessions that we recommend if you want to further your education. We'll be talking a little bit about calcs and maps, but you know, really it's kind of an intro just to get your feet wet. And so, you know, if you want a deeper dive, please check these out. All right, so with that administrative stuff out of the way, let's really get started. So my name is Jim, I'm a product manager, and I've been using Tableau for two years. My name is Wynn, I'm a software engineer, and believe it or not, I'm still quite new to Tableau. And we're here to talk to you today about making this leap from Excel to Tableau. And we want to recognize that it can be daunting to go from knowing how to do virtually everything with Excel to having to start fresh all over again with Tableau. I know that was certainly something that was true for the two of us. Hey, Jim, I noticed when we were putting together this talk that, you know, you're actually quite decent with Tableau. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so uh, what's your secret? How'd you get so comfortable so quickly? Well, I gotta be honest with you. When I was first starting, I was really struggling. See, I was already pretty decent with Excel. So when I was learning Tableau, I just kept banging my head against the wall, trying to find those direct analogs for the things I used to do in Excel. I'm like, hey, where's my VLOOKUP function? How do I reference this particular row of data? And, you know, it took me a while to realize that it's not about finding those direct analogs. It's not about doing the exact same thing that I was doing in Excel, only in Tableau instead. You know, I finally got comfortable with Tableau when it dawned on me that it's not really about making a transition. It's not really about abandoning Excel and moving all towards Tableau. No, I should be using both applications, Excel and Tableau, for their own unique strengths and for what they are individually great at. You know, I never thought about it that way, but what you say makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but uh, hold on a second. We're at Tableau Conference 2019. Am I right? <laughs> so Jim, 
Are you sure you should be encouraging everyone to go and use Excel? All right, now, I know this might sound kind of weird, but I would argue that Excel and Tableau, they're kind of like this unusual but tasty combination. <laughs> they're kind of like, uh, like peanut butter and bacon, or popcorn marshmallows, or ice cream and fries. Ew, gross. There is no way ice cream and fries go together. No, 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 don't knock it till you try it. But at any rate, I mean, these are just really unusual combinations, right? But they work, and they taste magically delicious together. So our goal today is not to get up on the stage and tell you to stop using Excel and to start using Tableau. No, because Excel is a phenomenally versatile spreadsheet. You already know what Excel is great at. So please keep using it for those purposes. Now our goal today is to show you, all of you ninjas out there, what Tableau is great at, so that you can pick the best tool for the job at hand. All right, all right. So it sounds like what I'm hearing from you is that we can be both an Excel ninja and a Tableau viz whiz at the same time. <laughs> a Tableau viz whiz? That's really good. We got to trademark that. Yeah, we really do. Okay, so a little bit about this talk. Um, it's going to be divided into two parts. So first, we'll show you how to get your data from your Excel spreadsheet into Tableau. And then we'll show you how to analyze that data in cool and awesome ways. Now, as you all know, every good demo requires a great data set. And uh, you know when you might not know this about me, but... Uh, I have an obsession. Oh, what? I'm afraid to ask. I admit that I'm a Bigfoot enthusiast. I'm on the search team. Check out my badge. Oh, um, hmm. You know that's just an urban legend, right? Oh, no, 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 no. That's just what they want you to think, yeah? Oh, okay. Now, for those who don't know, Bigfoot is like this hairy, ape-like creature who lives in the woods, and he leaves behind these very big footprints for people to find. Now, strangely enough, there's never been any substantiated evidence that Bigfoot actually exists. But I think that if we take a data approach to the problem, we're going to find him for sure this time. You know, um, hard to believe, but somehow I'm not convinced. That's okay. Skepticism is healthy. Now, did you know that there's a very authoritative organization called the BFRO, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization? And they collect user-submitted sightings of Bigfoot all across the United States. In fact, I brought a real-life sighting with me right here. Check this out. All right, so my friend and I, we saw a dark figure on the road. It was like eight feet tall and extremely hairy. Ooh. It turned and looked at us and wandered off into the woods. My friend and I, we looked at each other, and we confirmed that we had just seen Bigfoot. Now, I may not be a licensed cryptozoologist, but this reads like convincing evidence to me. Huh. I see your doubt is already wavering. Now, I downloaded all of their sightings data. What do you say we analyze it? Well, you guys, what say you? 
Shall we go find Bigfoot? All right. I love the enthusiasm. We'll have to uh, get badges for everybody. All right. So check this out. This is the data that I downloaded from BFRO. And you can tell it's very legitimate because it's the uh, official BFRO logo, this, uh, this foot thing. All right. Bigfoot signing data. So this is signing data for all 50 states across the U.S. for the years 2009 to 2019. Now we're going to take this, bring this in the tableau, and we're going to see what we can do with it. All right. So I'm going to instance the tableau open here. And there's two ways to bring in spreadsheet data. If your data came in as a CSV, also known as a comma delineated file, you would simply choose text file. That's just what we call it. But because this workbook came as a full-fledged Excel workbook, we're just going to choose Excel. Okay, let's bring that in. Now, anytime we bring data into Tableau or connecting the data, we always land in what we call the data source window. You can think of this as your staging area. This is your first opportunity to make sure that your data was brought in correctly, that nothing was lost in the translation. All right, well, let's take a look then. You know, something doesn't look quite right. Can you switch back to the Excel spreadsheet? Sure can. Okay, so I see we have the state header and the years 2009 through 2019. Uh, but in Tableau, yeah, see, somehow they were brought in as the uh, second row of the actual data itself. And, uh, you know, there's this funny F1 through F12 business going on up there. And uh, where is that authoritative BFRO foot logo? <laughs> all right. Now, Tableau does automatically strip out all your images, charts, and shapes. But I agree with you. This data is all kinds of messed up. So, you know, spreadsheets are, of course, extremely versatile. But inherent in that versatility is the potential for noise. And by default, Tableau will simply bring in all of your data verbatim noise and all. So to try to combat this problem, we've invested in a feature called the Data Interpreter, and it's really easy to use. Just check this checkbox right here. This is just for spreadsheet data. Let's take a look at that. Hey, all right, just like magic, but how does it work? All right, so Tableau deploys a variety of smart algorithms to find the actual tables of data within your workbooks. And what it's looking for, if I make a Rectangle here, it's not very good. Uh, it's looking for a nice rectangular contiguous region of data. So if you really want to see what it's doing, you can click to review the results right here. And this just hydrates a new Excel workbook. And there's a legend over here, but if we just switch over to the data, what you're looking for is you're looking for colored cells. So you can see Tableau correctly found my header, found the body of data, but Big for signing data, no colored cell here. Why? Well, it's because Tableau smartly deduced that this was acting more like a title, a heading. It spoke for what this data is about, but it's not otherwise part of the data set itself. All right, Jim. So it sounds like what you're saying is that if we're running into trouble bringing our spreadsheet data into Tableau, we should just click that data interpreter checkbox every time? Just click that sucker every time. 
All right. So let's go on to the sheet here. And uh, the first thing we want to take a look at is, of course, the left-hand panel, because this is where all of our data resides. We have dimensions on the top, measures on the bottom. Now, I'm sure you know what dimensions and measures are, right? Yeah, okay, I sure do. So dimensions are the categories. They're like your string type data. And uh, measures are the numbers. Precisely. Now, an easy way I like to think about those is if you picture in your mind a bar chart for a moment, the dimensions are going to be informing what each of those bars represent. And your measures are going to be informing how tall each of those bars are. Okay. So let's just start off with something simple. Let's just recreate what we had in Excel, but in Tableau instead. So I'm going to take my states here, and I'm going to drag it out and start building a simple data table. And I can put it in either rows or columns. doesn't matter which one. Just choose rows. And I can also bring in data by double-clicking. So let me just bring in my years here, 2009, 2010, 11, oh, Your hand must be getting sore from trying to bring all those years in one by one. I mean, good thing there's only, what, 10 years of data? If there was, like, 50, we have to take turns. Yeah, and you know what? I don't necessarily want to work with my years in this fashion. I don't want each of these years to be its own siloed thing, right? I mean, I want to work my years as a, as a continuous flowing thing. That's what time actually is. Wow, that's so deep. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so let's go clear this out. Let's go back to our data source window, and we're going to see what we need to do to massage this data so it'll work a little better for our analysis. So I have this handy-dandy trademarked clear sheet button here, and uh, you're going to see me hit this a lot today. All right. Back to the data source we go. Now, right now, this data is laid out in what we call a crosstab format, which is very common. Now, crosstabs, of course, are very human-readable, but they're not very machine-readable. And what's Tableau expecting? Well, it's expecting more of a database format. So when if I have you just take a look at this data, like, what do you actually see here? OK, there are a lot of columns, right? But in terms of the data itself, what I actually see is we have the state, and then we have the years, 2009 through 2019, and we have number of sightings. Now, if what you say is that Tableau is actually expecting more of a database format, then I think it would be more useful to have a table with just those three columns. So state, year, number of sightings. Nice. So what I want to do now is I want to transition this from its current crosstab format to that database format that you were just talking about. So let's see what needs to change here. Now, right away, I see I have these 10 columns of years, 2009 to 2019. And I want to collapse them down into just one column of years. I can do that very simply by just right-clicking and selecting Pivot. Now, for all you ninjas out there, this is the exact same thing as Excel's transpose function. Okay, so we'll pivot it, and there you go. Those are the three columns you were just talking about. I can rename these two so it's a little bit more clear. So I call this one year, call this one the uh, number of sightings. Oh, wait a second, though. Isn't this going to mess up your data in Excel? Nope, don't worry about it. So this is completely safe. 
Tableau is read-only. It never writes back to the data source. So anytime I'm renaming things, or pivoting things, you know, your Excel spreadsheet is going to stay whole. All right. I think this is going to work a little better. So let's go back to our sheet here. Let's build that data table once more. Take state, bring it out to rows, double-click on the years, double-click on sightings, and voila. This is exactly what we had in Excel, rehydrated, reconstituted, right here in Tableau. Okay, that's fine and dandy, but isn't it kind of boring just to do what we already saw in Excel? I mean, I thought Tableau was all about great visits. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, Tableau is about great visits. And you know what I think would be a perfect viz for this data? A map. Because that's not something I can easily get in Excel. So let me clear this out. We'll build a map real quick. Super simple. So previously, you saw me take state and drag it out to rows and columns, right? Just bring that back. I can also double-click on state. And when I do that, Tableau automatically defaults me to the best bits that can properly capture this state data, which, of course, is a map. So let me bring in my sightings. And uh, we'll use our pan and zoom tool here. We're going to go looking for our data. I know it's in the US, so uh, where's Oh, I don't see anything. Yeah, OK. Something's still wrong here. Please bear with me. Well, uh, clear this out. I'm going to head back to our data source window. I'm going to see what else we need to do to polish the data up. Uh, do you see anything here? Hmm. OK, I have a guess. So I noticed that the uh, state column that we got from BFRO, well, that contains not only the state name, but also the state abbreviation, but like all munched together. Like, for example, Alaska, parenthesis, AK. Now, could that be what's confusing Tableau? Hey, good eyes. That's exactly what it is. So, you know, data comes in all sorts of formats. And one of the things that I learned about working with uh, geographies and maps in Tableau is that Tableau needs to do something called geocoding. That's where it tries to match the actual words that are in your data, like Alabama and Alaska, to the actual geographic entities of the state of Alabama and the state of Alaska. So the fact that BFRO gave me both the state name as well as the abbreviation in the same column, well, that confused the matching process. But I can change that. So what I want to do is I want to split this into two columns, one with my states, the other with my abbreviations. I can simply right-click and select Split. There you go. A tableau is really smart. It looks for a variety of delimiters, like commas, periods, parentheses, and it does the splitting for me automatically. Now, I don't need all of these columns here, so I can just go and hide some. So I'll hide my abbreviations, and I'll hide the... Uh, original column as well, because I don't need that. Let's adjust my states. I'm going to rename this to just state. And there you go. I think this should work a lot better. So double-click on state. Double-click on sightings. There we go. All right. We're finally getting somewhere. But, you know, these dots, they're kind of hard to read. Yeah, and, you know, we can actually use color here to make things pop a little bit more. So take a look at this little guy, the Mars card. Now, believe it or not, the Mars card dictates virtually everything 
that you see in the bits. So here I have a pill representing my number of sightings. And that's currently situated on the size dimension. It's determining the size of each of these dots. But what I can do is I can simply take it, drag and drop it onto color, and now I'm using color to emphasize the sightings. So if we zoom into the lower 48 here, we can see the darker the color, the more sightings there's been. Hey, does that mean Bigfoot's in Florida? Okay, I call field trip to Florida right now. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, let's not get carried away here. Let's not jump on a plane just yet. There is a problem with this data. And the problem is, it's not normalized. So let's say we had a ton of sightings in uh, California with its 40 million people. Well, that probably wouldn't be as meaningful as having the same number of sightings in our home state of Washington with its 8 million people. So what I want to do is I want to normalize this data by population. I want to calculate my sightings per capita. Hey, I think I know where this is going. Is it VLOOKUP time? It's VLOOKUP time. All right. Now, BFRO didn't give me any population data, but being the ever-resourceful Bigfoot enthusiast I am, I got on Wikipedia, and I found this nice little table of state populations. So we're going to bring that in as well. All right. Now, previously, you saw me bring data in using a file open dialog. But in truth, I can actually just take data and drag and drop it in. We're all about drag and drop here. OK, there we go. Back in our staging area, this is a pretty simple table. It looks pretty clean. So let's go back to the sheet. Now, to build the sightings per capita, I'm actually going to do as a data table so everyone can follow along very easily. So we'll clear out the map real quick. We'll come back to this. Now, first thing you're going to notice is I have two pieces of data now. I have my original sightings data from BFRO, and now I have the population data from Wikipedia. And believe it or not, I can use the two interchangeably. So let's start with a data table. I'll take state, bring it out to rows. I'll bring in my sightings. Now. I'll switch down to my Wikipedia data, and I'll bring in population. And there you go. Two completely different workbooks brought together, stitched together harmoniously. Ah, just like ice cream and fries. <laughs> yes, just like ice cream and fries. But uh, I thought you were going to write a VLOOKUP. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. So Tableau doesn't really let you flex your uh, mad VLOOKUP skills. kind of just does it for you automatically. So instead of you having to find two common columns and bringing that together yourself, Tableau automatically found the best uh, field to do that with, and of course, that is state. And it, it symbolizes that fact with this red link icon right here. Now, in Tableau, we call this a blend. You all know this is a VLOOKUP. We simply call it a blend, just a subtle shift in terminology. All right. So I got my sightings. I got my population. Now I want to calculate my sightings per capita. So if I was in Excel, I would create a new column. I'll write a formula, right? Well, I can do the exact same thing here as well. So I'm going to go down to my measures here. And I'll right-click anywhere. And I'll create a calculated field. Now, calculated field, scary sounding term. But basically, that's nothing different than a formula. So I'm going to call this the sightings per capita. And it is going to be the 
number of sightings per state divided by the population of each state. And you can see it's got some nice autocomplete there, so I don't have to type it all out. Well, that's a good thing. I bet your hand's still sore from trying to bring all those years in one by one. Yeah. Okay. So you can see we created this new field here. Now, before I use it, I know this is going to be a very small number because I'm literally dividing, like, 27 by 5 million. So I'm going to go in here and just adjust this number formatting real quick. And I'm going to declare a custom number format. I need a lot of decimal places, so let me give it 8. Okay, now I can bring it in. There you go. Those are the sightings per capita. Yeah, but all those zeros, that makes it so hard to read. Yeah, but just like before, we can use color here to make things pop a lot more. So take a look at this pill here. This is called measure values. And measure values represents all three of the measures that we currently have in play. So it represents the sightings, the population, of course, the sightings per capita. So like before, we can simply take that, drag and drop out the color. Now, the uh, color goes on in text by default, not very readable, but we can change that. So we can redirect that onto the background. And uh, as I mentioned, measure values right now represents all three of these columns. So it derived a single legend for all three, which runs from like 0 to 38 million. It's not helping anything. But you know what? I can change that. I can tell Tableau to please use a separate legend for each column. There we go. I can make this look a little nicer, too. So for population, let's make that green, because that's my favorite color. What's your favorite color, Wynn? I like orange. OK. So science per capita, we're going to make that orange. And let's make this a little bit wider. And there you go. Now the numbers are popping. Yeah, they really are. But hey, this looks a lot like Excel's conditional formatting, right? Exactly. That's exactly what this is. But you know what? I promised everybody a map. So let's go back to that. So let's clear this out. Double click on state. And this time, we can just take science per capita and drag it directly onto color. Now let's uh, zoom into the lower 48 here. And there you go. Picture looks a lot different now. We got a lot of activity up in the Pacific Northwest. Makes total sense. Bigfoot's very much associated with that region of the country. Yeah, but hey, there's a surprise. Take a look at West Virginia. Oh, yeah, you're right. West Virginia, huh? Interesting. Me and my uh, Bigfoot crew and I have been looking in the wrong place all along. <laughs> all right. <sighs> we just covered a lot of ground just now. Thanks, Jim. I'm starting to feel more comfortable with Tableau already. Now, how about we take a moment? We'll uh, recap what you've talked about so far and uh, what we've learned. So when it comes to getting your Excel data into Tableau, it sounds like the most important piece of advice is don't be afraid to undo my work and clear out what I just did. We saw you hit that clear sheet button many times. Anytime you ran into trouble on the sheet, you would clear it out, go to your data source window, massage the data a little bit more, and then come back and try again. And it's so easy to do this because it doesn't cost us a whole lot to get back to where we are. We're just dragging, dropping, we're double clicking. The transaction cost is really low. And we also have a very long undo stack. I bet you I 
cannot exhaust it in your regular usage. That's good to know, because one of my greatest fears when I'm a novice is that somehow I've made an unfixable mistake, and that either I've messed everything up beyond repair, or you know, somehow I'm just going to have to live with what I did. And so it's reassuring to know that we can just go back, reevaluate what we need to do with our data, and then try again. Second, we saw you constantly switch back and forth between your sheet and the data source window. Now, you mentioned at the beginning that the data source window is a great staging area to make sure that all of our data has been brought in correctly. But I see that we'll also continue to use the data throughout our analysis. Because chances are, we won't know how we'll need to massage our data until we're actually in the middle of the analysis. We also, so speaking of massaging your data, um, we see that pivot and split are amazingly useful. Now, spreadsheets by nature are incredibly flexible, but with that flexibility comes the potential for data to come in all shapes and forms. And so pivot and split help to ensure that that data conform to a more understandable format. We also saw that you blended multiple data sources together. And uh, that's really nothing more than just an automatic VLOOKUP that Tableau is executing on our behalf. And finally, we saw that you created a new field with a calculation. Now, there's some you know, scary sounding terminologies in there. But if we think about it in Excel terms, that's really nothing more than just creating a new column with a formula. That's all it is. And so if we're able to create a new formula in Excel, then for sure we can create a new calculated field in Tableau. That was a really great recap, Ray. Thank you. Sure thing. But uh, hey, you promised us that we're going to go find Bigfoot. Uh, how are we going to do that? <sighs> all right. I'm going to show everybody my secret weapon. I'm not sure if you're all ready. All right, so check this out. This is actually the full data set that I downloaded from BFRO. And there's a bunch of take-ins, so let's go through it real quick. Now first, did you know that there are two classes of sightings? So there's class A sightings. That's where you see Bigfoot in the flesh. And there's class B sightings. That's where you, uh, you merely hear Bigfoot, like maybe he's rustling around outside your tent or something. Yeah, also skulking around out there. Yeah, you could be skulking around. <laughs> <laughs> we also have the date of each individual sighting. We have county-level data now. So previously, we just had state data. Now we're one level deeper into that geographic hierarchy. And finally, we had the description. And this is a goldmine for Bigfoot enthusiasts like myself, because this is a summary of the verbatim reports from the people who are actually there. So this is a lot of really great data, and I think that we can actually use this data to find Bigfoot. So let's do that. All right. Got another instance of Tableau open here. Let's connect to the data. All right. We're in our staging area. Actually, it looks pretty clean to me. Okay. Well, you know, based on what we learned earlier, it looks like, you know, the headers, those all look correct. And the body of data itself, that looks good, too. So, yeah, I think we're ready to proceed. Let's do it. Now, anytime that I'm analyzing data in Tableau, I'm not just thinking about how do I best find insights for myself. 
I'm also thinking about how do I best share out what I found with others? How do I best share out the fruits of my own labor? And when I do share that out, how do I let my audience participate and change some aspects of my analysis so that they can ask and answer questions of their own? Questions that I myself may not have thought of. Wow, oh, that's so magnanimous of you. <laughs> is that like a SAT word or something? Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. But uh, how are we going to do that? All right, so we're going to answer two questions today. First question, where to go looking for Bigfoot? Second question, when to go looking for Bigfoot? And while we answer these questions, we're going to ask some knobs and levers so that when I share this with my uh, Bigfoot crew, they'll be able to ask and answer some questions of their own. Okay, first question. Where to go looking for Bigfoot? So we have this state data here. Let me drag that out. We had this before, but now I'm really excited because I have this county data as well. So let me bring that out as well. I'm also going to bring out my number of records, which is my number of sightings. Double click on that. Now, the data is not too clean. We've got some nulls here. That's OK. We can just select it and exclude them. And there you go. Now I have a county-by-county county breakdown of the number of Bigfoot sightings over the last decade. This is a great list, but it looks awfully long. There must be over 500 counties in here, which is a bit unmanageable. Now, I would think that if we wanted so the first thing that we want to do is to whittle away all of those low-activity counties, the ones with only one or two sightings in the last decade. And what we want to do is to concentrate all of our efforts in the high-activity counties, the ones with the most Bigfoot activity. I absolutely agree, but how are you going to do that? Oh, okay, so in Excel, I would write a formula, right? So that must mean in Tableau, I want to write a calculated field. Exactly, you're totally getting a hang of this. All right, so let's do that. Let's create that calculated field. So we'll go back down to our measures, right click, calculated field. And we'll call this one the, uh, the activity level, let's say. So this is going to be if, oh, excuse me, if the, Uh, one moment. There we go. No, that's not it. <laughs> All right. If the total number of sightings is greater than, let's say, five, then it's high activity. Otherwise, it's low activity. Struggle a little bit with the keyboard. All right. So we got our activity level. Let's bring that in front of state. And there you go. Now we whittle away like 99% of those counties. We're left with just those high-activity counties that had more than five Bigfoot sightings over the last decade. Okay, that's great and super useful. But I noticed when you were putting together your calculation that you chose five as your divider between high and low activity. But what if someone else comes along like me and I want to choose a different divider? Yeah, we can definitely support that. So let me go back here, I'm going to right-click, and I'm going to create a parameter. Now, parameter, scary sounding name again, but basically think of that as nothing different 
than a variable that anybody can change. So I'm going to call this the activity threshold. And I'm going to make it an integer. And we'll give it a value of 5, because that's why I originally chose. All right. And the whole reason I created a parameter is this. It's because I can show a control for it. And this control allows me or anybody who's viewing this analysis to change this number to whatever they want. Well, step aside then. Let me add it. I want 10 in there. Oh, hold your horses. There's just one more step. Oh, sorry, I got too eager. Um, I guess it's not hooked up to anything yet, right? That's right. So we'll go back to our activity level calculation. We'll edit it. And uh, we're going to say if the total number of sightings per county is greater than the activity threshold, only then is it a high activity county. Okay, now you can give it a try. All right. So if I were to change the activity threshold to a lower number, say four, I see that more counties will show up in my high activity area. That makes sense. And if I were to change the activity threshold to, say, six, I see a lot fewer counties. Okay, so we just did a whole lot of work to get this set up. Now, what if I want to use it like in a different biz? Do I have to do all this work all over again? Nope, and that's one of the things I really like about Tableau, is that everything that we created here, the activity level, the activity threshold, all the data I brought into play, all of that stays when we go from biz to biz. So now I want to show you my own personal favorite feature in Tableau, and that's show me. So show me is comprised of the top 24 most commonly used business in Tableau. Now Tableau is capable of a lot more than this, but these are the top 24. And show me is smart too. So it's looking at all the data that I've got in play. It's looking at the activity level, the state, the county, the sightings. And all of these visits that's got enabled here, these are the ones that are going to be able to support the data that I've got in play here. So then that one right there that's highlighted in red, that's a map, right? Exactly. So the one highlight in red, show me is telling me that that one is the absolute best viz to properly capture this data. So you know what? Thanks, show me. We'll take your suggestion. Okay. That looks great. So everything was carried over and nothing was lost. And uh, if we check out the legend here on the right, we see that all those orange dots, well, those are all my uh, low activity counties. And then the few blue dots that we have, those are uh, the few high activity counties that we have. Now, if we were to change the activity threshold to say 10, because uh, we're uh, very discerning Bigfoot hunters, uh -huh. I see that we're left with only three blue dots, which must represent the counties with uh, the most uh, Bigfoot activity. Exactly. So that. Those counties are where we should be looking for Bigfoot. So I think we've definitely answered that first question. Now we want to answer that second question, when to go looking for Bigfoot. So let me create a new sheet here. And uh, as you recall, we had a date field here. And this is the date of each individual sighting. Now, I got to imagine that there must be some patterns in here, because I suspect that even Bigfoot well, he's got to take a vacation every once in a while. Like, he might not be there year-round. Are you talking about seasonality patterns? Exactly. So let's do this. Let's select the date, the uh, number of sightings, 
uh, let's bring class into it as well. So I'm going to go to Show Me here. And Show Me actually doesn't just look at the data I've got in play. It's also looking at the data that I've got selected. Well, that must be a great way to use Tableau, you know, when you're starting out, is to uh, select the data that you care about, the data that you want to use, open up Show Me, and uh, see what it's got for you. Yeah, that's how I got my start. All right, so let's use Show Me to create a continuous line chart. And this is a year-over-year -year trend of the class A and B sightings throughout the last decade. Yeah, A is in blue, B is in orange. <laughs> well, not to be like a complete downer, but uh, it looks like the graph is trending downwards. And uh, it's going down at a pretty steady rate, which must not be good news for Bigfoot enthusiasts. All right, be that as it may, keep in mind, right now, these, right now we're looking at data at the year level. And as you recall, we had individual dates of sightings. So whenever you're working with dates in Tableau, Tableau will always try to aggregate your data up to the very highest of levels. But we can still drill back down. So is that what this plus sign is next to the year pill? Yeah, so take a look at what happens when I press it. Oh, I see. So you've drilled down into quarters. And uh, I bet if you continue to click it, you'll drill down into the months, the weeks, and the days. Yes, but I think we can stop right here because I'm already seeing a lot of ups and downs here. And I wonder if we can use these patterns to predict when to go looking for Bigfoot. So I'm going to go to my analytics tab here. And uh, you know what? Let's start with uh, a trend line, because that's something I'm familiar with from Excel. So we'll do a linear trend line. Oh, yeah. that's not a very good fit. Oh, yeah. Let's back up. Let's do a forecast instead. Oh, hey, that looks a lot better. But what does it mean? Yeah, so Tableau crunched a bunch of numbers. It looked back at all 10 years of these patterns. And it predicted out the continued trend of Class A and Class B sightings through the year 2021. So if we look at this blue line here, this is where we expect the mean to be of the continued trend of the Class A sightings. And this blue range, that's one standard deviation above and below that mean. Now, if you remember back to stats class, that means that there's about a 70% chance that the continued trend of Class A sightings is going to be somewhere within this blue range. And because it's pretty narrow, we know that this forecast is trustworthy. Okay, unlike you, I don't remember anything from stats class. But even I can see that compared to the uh, blue range, well, the orange range of Class B sightings, that's all over the place which must mean that the uh, forecast is not as trustworthy and there isn't as many seasonality patterns. Right, and you know what we can do here? We can go back to data, and uh, just like how we reveal the control for the parameter, we can reveal a control for any of these fields to filter them. So this way, when my crew looks at this data, they can just filter out the Class B sightings because, you know what, we're not interested in just hearing Bigfoot, we want to see Bigfoot. Okay, so then when is the best time to go looking for Bigfoot? All right, so we got some peaks here. Looks like Q4 and Q4. So you know what? That's like late fall, early winter. Hey, that's like right now. Okay, so now we know where to go looking for Bigfoot. 
and we know when to go looking for Bigfoot. But, you know, in your search for this mythical and reclusive creature, we mustn't leave anything out. I see you're really getting into this. <laughs> and uh, so there is one crucial piece of data left that we haven't analyzed yet, and that's the description. Yeah, and you know what? As I was saying, this description is a literal goldmine. I mean, we got people saying, oh, I saw a Bigfoot by the river. No, I saw him by the lake. I was hiking, I was driving, it was daytime, it was nighttime. I mean, there's just so much great information here, and I really want to analyze it. Now, if I was serious about this, I would get Alteryx, I would get R, because both of those have excellent text analysis packages. But for today, I just want to do something simple with just Excel and Tableau. And believe it or not, I'm going to need to use both applications to do it. See, I told you they're a tasty combination. Uh, yummy. All right. So what I want to build here is I want to build a word cloud. First, I want to take all these sentences, chop them up, dice them up into individual words, and then I want to count the frequency of these words to build my word cloud. I think I know how to do that first part. So Excel has uh, their built-in text-to-columns feature, which I think will be perfect for this. Right. So let's go to the Data tab. We'll use uh, text-to-columns. We'll use it in delimiter mode. And uh, let's just check on all of these things. We'll hit Finish. And there you go. Excel has now diced up all these sentences into individual words, and it's created a whole bunch of new columns. Now, in order for these to work well in Tableau, I'm going to need to give a header to each one. So I just call it text one, drag this out, drag, come on. There we go. So we'll stop at 30, because I don't think there's any sentence more than 30 words in here. Okay, let's bring this into Tableau. We'll do it the old drag and drop way. Okay, now let's put what we learned to the test. I have 30 columns of words here. I want to consolidate that down into one column of words. Everybody, what do I use? <laughs> that's right, that's right, pivot, okay. All right, so text one through text 30, pivot. And there you go, those are the words. So I'll rename this, and I'll call this the actual words. Now there's a lot of nulls in here, but don't worry. We're just looking for the top 100 words by frequency. So let me create a new sheet. And the first thing I want to do is I want to filter it down to just those top 100 words. So I'll take my words, drag them onto the filters. Now there's a variety of different ways to filter in Tableau, but for today, I'm going to use a top filter because that's ideal for my purposes. And I'm going to say it's the top 100 of my words by the counted frequencies. Now to build a word cloud. Now, unfortunately, the word cloud is not popular enough to be in the top 24, so it doesn't show up and show me. We're going to have to build it from scratch. But don't worry, it's actually really intuitive. OK, so if I want a word cloud, I probably need some text, right? So let me take my words, drag and drop it onto text. There you go. Those are actually my top 100 words. Now, I want these words to be bigger the more frequent they are, right? So let me take these words, drag them onto size. Okay, nothing really happened. Uh, when do you know why? Oh, way to put me on the spot, Jim. Okay, okay. 
Let me take a guess here. So it looks like actual words is a dimension, right? So that means there's nothing numerical behind it. Right, you're totally right. So if we take a look at this context menu here, we can see it's indeed acting as a dimension. So we're going to need to convert it to a measure. And we need to give it some sort of a numericalness, if that is a term. So we'll do it using count, because that's exactly what I want. I want to count your frequencies. Okay. Now, here's where Tableau might be getting just a tad too smart for its own good. It's saying, well, if you want to, uh, uh, you know, the count of these words, I suggest this tree map thing. But you know what? We can simply tell Tableau, no thank you, just give me the word cloud. All right. And uh, <laughs> just like before, we can use color to our advantage. So we can take this, drag it onto color, and again, we're just doing something simple today. If I was serious about this, I would get a uh, common English language dictionary, and I would filter out all of these uhs and ands and does and things like that. But I'm just going to exclude a few of them real quick. And uh, possible sighting and near, those show up all the time. So I'm going to exclude them as well because I just want that second layer of words. I want to see what that second tier looks like. All right, check this out. We got some good stuff here. We have things like daylight motorists, vocalizations, campers. I mean, this is some great stuff. Now, these are the top 100 words for the entire country. So, you know, if my Bigfoot crew and I were in a particular state, well, we can just filter these down and see what's happening in the particular state that we're in. But you know what? What's the fun in that? We're at a Tableau conference, so we're going to finish this strong. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a map of my sightings. You've seen me do this before. But then I'm going to take this word cloud, I'm going to stick it inside the tooltip, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to knock everybody's sauce off. So let's do that. You've seen me do this before. So double-click on state. Take the number of sightings, drag in the color. Let's go zoom down to the lower 48. Now, I already have a tooltip, and that's just based on the data that's in play, and that's automatic. But just like anything else, I can modify it in the Mars card. So this is a tooltip editor. It's a rich text editor, so I'm going to just delete that. Now, there's an insert menu here, and I can use it to insert a variety of rich, dynamic content, including other sheets. So let me insert sheet three here. This is my word cloud. And I'm going to make it bigger so everyone can see it really well. Just take a sip of water here. What? Don't keep us in suspense, Jim. Hurry up. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Now, if I'm looking for Bigfoot in Washington, what pops in Washington? Okay. We have couples hearing vocalizations by the lake. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. interesting. Yeah. Okay, if I'm looking for Bigfoot in Oregon, what pops in Oregon? Okay, we have campers hearing strange vocalizations in the national forest. Interesting? Oh, interesting, okay. All right, if I'm looking for Bigfoot in California, what pops in California? Whoa, look at this. We got people encountering Bigfoot by the lake in California. You know... I, like I said before, my crew and I, we're not interested in just hearing Bigfoot. We want to see Bigfoot. 
So it's that time of year, after TC's over, and we call them up. We're going to head one state over. We're going to have our very own encounter with Bigfoot in California. <laughs> uh, just a bit of fun to close out the demo portion of the talk. Uh, but I really hope that this underscores just how much creative and analytical potential that's sitting right underneath your fingertips. Thanks, Jim. That was incredible, fun, and useful. So let's just take a moment, do a quick recap, and then we'll close this out. So when it comes to analyzing your data in Tableau, it sounds like the most important piece of advice is experiments. Now, when we encounter a new piece of data and we don't know what it is, you know, we start from a place where we have no idea how to analyze it or what makes it tick. And the only way to figure that out is through experimentation, trial, and error. And Tableau makes it so easy. You know, again, we're just dragging, dropping, we're double-clicking, we're using Show Me. It's super simple. Second, we saw that you use calculations and parameters to help differentiate between your high and low activities, counties. And uh, the parameter that you created, well, it gives others the flexibility to make that determination for themselves. Now, in our everyday business lives, we're always dealing with things like metrics and KPIs. And calculations parameters, they're going to be your go-tos for that. Because not only do they let you crunch those numbers to figure out what your KPIs and metrics are, but they're also going to let your users change some aspects of your analysis so that they can ask and answer questions of their own. And more importantly, so they don't have to bug you to do it. Okay, so I was struck by how easy to use Show Me is. With just one click, we can immediately see results. I mean, it doesn't get any simpler than that. And last but not least, we have the Analytics tab. And this is your very own crystal ball. It lets you predict the future and so much more. Now, even though the math behind all of it is very complex, the actual experience of using it isn't. So if you're able to follow along in the forecasting part of the demo that we showed you, then you can understand everything that's underneath that tab. So definitely feel free to check it out. And of course, experiment. Okay, so if you run into trouble, we have a variety of resources at your disposal. We have the Tableau forums. We have blogs by our partners and Zen Masters. And of course, your Tableau team is always here to help as well. Now, case in point, when we started building this demo, we had no idea how to build a word cloud. We got online, we Googled it, and we found this great blog by Dave Andretti. He runs the Improvisation blog. Get it? And uh, he taught us how. It was really simple. So definitely take advantage of all the resources at your disposal. Wow, you guys. We covered a lot of ground today, didn't we? It's been a real honor and privilege to be able to share what we learned so far in our Tableau journeys with all of you. And uh, we hope that each and every one of you has found something exciting that you can take home with it's going to make your own Tableau journey just that much more rewarding. And now we have just one more thing to say to you, and that's this. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for being here today.